You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode 16. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real-life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. All right. Well, welcome to episode 16 of the She's on Her Toes podcast. I am Carolyn Hearn, and I am joined by my two managers, Emily Gustafson and Christina Shafka. And today we are uh, talking about a new course that I have created called Five Days to Time Freedom. We're going to try to answer the question, is it possible to find more time in your day? And that is what the course is designed to do, allow you to essentially have more time freedom, hence the title, Five Days to Time Freedom. You know, as business owners, we wear a lot of hats. CEO, director of marketing, scheduler, head janitor, Costco supply shopper, the list goes on. But seriously, can someone please let me retire from IT specialist? That would be a dream. But do you find yourself exhausted at the end of each day but haven't made a dent in your to-do list? Does it seem like you're working just to pay American Express? Are you on the verge of massive burnout? Hashtag been there. But oftentimes as busy business owners and managers, we are so focused on the day-to-day and getting our massive to-do list complete that we fail to recognize if all this work we're really doing is actually moving our business forward. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're doing lots of things, that doesn't necessarily mean your business is benefiting. In fact, you might be doing your business more harm than good by doing everything yourself and not delegating work to others. So think about that for a second here. But yes, it is time to take a cold, hard look at how you can find some time freedom. And I've created that new course called Five Days to Time Freedom. In as little as five days, you'll determine where your time is being spent and whether it's time to outsource or hire an employee to help you take your business to the next level. And as we said before, this is a podcast about owning and operating and best practices in a fitness studio. But really, especially today's topic, you could seriously just apply this to any business, any small business, any person working in corporate America, even somebody who is a stay-at-home mom. Anyone that says that they never have enough time then this is your podcast and you will want to listen because I think we're going to be feeling some really interesting uh, things that we do. We'll be talking about the course and how you can use that to just, you know, have better time management. All right, well, let's get into it. So why do we wear busy as a badge of honor? (laughs) This is one of the things that is so frustrating to see because people it seems that people's perception of busy is accomplished or successful Mm -hmm. and that is not necessarily the case in fact typically when you find you see somebody you're in a conversation with them how are things going oh I'm so busy they're like frazzled and they are jumping from one thing to another and they've got to run over here and then they've got to go here and it just seems like there's no structure there's no thought process into how they're spending their time so I think what we really need to do is 
think about how we compare busy to successful or accomplished. So we really need to take a step back and appreciate getting things done in a smart way rather than spending all of our time running around and trying to complete this never-ending to-do list and think about how we can use our time more wisely rather than just running around and labeling ourselves busy and thinking that that is a good thing. Uh, yes, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like I used to be um, one that said all the time, I'm just so busy, and you just sort of feel like you're not completing everything, and there are ways to manage that through this course was a really good eye-opener <laughs> to figure out um, a way to pinpoint areas you can work on and not have to be just running yourself silly with all of these things and knowing what's most important to complete first and go from there. But I feel like over time, you, I've come to realize that being busy is not exactly a good thing depending on how you spend your time. So <laughs> I think making sure you're efficient with your time and then you can actually breathe and enjoy your downtime is maybe a different way to look at it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, it's almost a reflex, right? When people ask you, oh, how's it going? You're like, oh, I'm so busy. Like, I mean, it, you, it's like, it just rolls off the it's tongue. It's like, that's what yeah, people expect yeah. you to say. Yeah. Like, if I said, if you oh, are, like, what's wrong? Yeah, like, people are going to be disappointed if, if you're like, well, actually, I got my to-do list done, and now I'm, you know, pleasure reading. Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> nobody is going to appreciate that answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, honestly, they should, and they should be like, wow. What are you like, doing? What are yeah. you doing? Because, yeah, like, I mean, I definitely, kind of operate under the whole concept of like I have you know three to five things that I have to get done every day and that's what I focus on and once I'm done with that like I do what I want like I work out yeah I read I take the dogs for a walk I make dinner but I do all those things because otherwise you would go crazy and I know because I've been there like I know I you know used to have a 20 you know item to-do list every single day and it was just like you know check, 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 check. But it's like, I wasn't really getting anything done. Like I wasn't doing anything important. It was just, you know, most of the things on that list, somebody else could have done. I should have, you know, delegated to an employee or hired somebody. And I mean, if you keep that up, I mean, I don't know how long it took me a year. So, you know, maybe you can last longer, but I mean, I was completely burnt out and like about to kill someone. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure when the whole like busy as a badge of honor thing became like acceptable, but I really think as smart women in business and in life that we really need to, you know, take our time back and, you know, like life is too short. Like if you're just running around, you know, with like just you know, errand to errand or like task to task and not enjoying yourself or not taking any time for yourself or downtime or to enjoy something, then like that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, like, I guess let's kind of, that's a good segue. So like, what's the difference between busy, being busy and working smart? Because I think we talk about that a lot, but mm -hmm. I mean, maybe we need to like articulate exactly what that is. When I was in college, I had a professor who was my advisor who said we should you should work 
smarter, not harder. And it was like the first time I'd ever heard that. And I was like, that is my life. (laughs) I'm going to adopt that. Like, how can I work smart? Not that, you know, I don't want to work hard, but I just love that saying. I'd never heard it before. And I thought, oh, that's so like, that's so interesting. Like, that's a really great point of view to look at it. And I just think if you look back and look at what you're doing, like if you're just talking about work, not even like your personal life, are you being successful? Are you happy? Are you fulfilled with what you're doing? I mean, if you're the owner of the business and you're miserable, like that's not why you open this business. So you have to look at how you're spending your time and see if you're working on things that are promoting your business and moving your business forward, but are also things that you want to work on and you feel like are important and that's where you need to spend your time instead of trying to be the hardest worker there and do 500 things when you could be giving some of those tasks to other people that you employ that need things to do anyway and you could spend your time working much smarter on the things that are really you really are going to impact in your business anyway. Yeah. And I think just sort of watching, like learning from Emily and Carolyn, I've been able to work smarter and not harder and really fine tune what to do first and know where to go because we all know our goals and everything. So going back to previous episodes, making sure everyone knows what your goal is as a business will help everyone know how to um, work smarter and not just busy, 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 like, oh, I'm doing this just because I know I can maybe pass time here. And um, just knowing what's most important and giving your employees that um, outlook on your business so they're aware and able to work smarter for you. And I think we'll talk about this later at some point, but I think it's also really important to know like what needs to be worked on. Yeah. So yeah. Like, if you're mm-hmm. spending all of your time on, you know, retention, but your like leads are terrible, like maybe yeah. you need to refocus like where mm-hmm. your time so is spent. Like, yeah, yeah. So like maybe that's not a job for your front desk or for your employee. Like maybe you need to refocus and start spending mm-hmm. more time looking at the areas of your business that need some support or maybe need some new strategies. And if you have no idea, then you're just going to, you might be working on the Well, and that's like where like knowing your numbers and knowing, you know, the key and tracking like key metrics of your business, like really is important because yeah, if you aren't tracking things or seeing like trends, then yeah, you will never know what to work on. Um, But I think like another thing that you kind of brought up makes like a really interesting point about just the whole concept of like leading by example and I think like you know there are certain jobs and I know I've had a few of those jobs where like if you weren't the first one in the office and the last one to leave then you know you were looked down upon or like that was kind of like the measurement of your you know commitment to the office or your commitment like to the job or yeah, yeah, yeah was just like being there for you know forever but um yeah like what did you get done like yeah sure I can get into the office first thing in the morning and read the paper for like and drink th- coffee yeah. yeah read the paper and drink coffee <laughs> for three hours but like what have I accomplished like nothing or yeah I can stay late and work on the weekends and like do all these things but like you know, have I really, like, made that a significant impact on, uh, you know, the project that we were working on, or am I just, like, doing it to show my face and, and that kind of thing, and yeah, I get it, like, of course, there are certain jobs and professions where that's always going to be kind of the measurement, but 
I mean, I think we're at a really interesting point in kind of like business culture, especially now. And when you own your own business, like you set that culture and you set that standard. So yeah, like I work really hard and I'm probably log more hours than anyone, although I'm not necessarily in the studio. So maybe you don't see that all the time, but, um, you know, yeah, like you're leading by example doesn't necessarily have to equate to, you know, working 18 hours a day and that kind of thing. Because, you know, especially, you know, we talked about in the last episode, the gig economy, if you've got like a bunch of, you know, part-time workers kind of like stringing everything along and like, you know, piecing all of the shifts and all of the classes together, there's no way those people can work 18 hours a day like you. I mean, and that's like a really like you know, that's not going to be a a realistic (laughs) expectation. So, you know, I'm not sure, like, maybe you get bitter or, like, resentful that, like, you're the only one working. But, (laughs) yeah, eventually, I think, like, just teaching everyone that, like, your job is to be efficient and to prioritize and to do what you can and to help everyone to the best of your ability and, you know, not to necessarily leave things for other people to do, like you're, you know, slacking off or, or you know, like not using your time efficiently. But, you know, if you don't get something done because you are helping a client or making a sale or, you know, an emergency popped up and you didn't, like, I don't know, Swiffer the floor, that's okay. Yeah. Like, we can <laughs> definitely take care of that tomorrow. Like, it's just you know, using your brain. (laughs) Absolutely. I think so. And I think there are so many like, um, company cultures now that weren't around 30 years ago. I mean, so many companies, you work from home, you make your hours and the goal is to provide a quality product. So as long as you, you kind of have to step back and think like, what's most important to me? Is it most important that my employees see me in the, in my business for 14 hours a day? Or is it most important that they see me getting things done and they see Mm -hmm. these new promotions that we're running and they see these new ads that I've been working on? And that's way more impactful Mm -hmm. than seeing somebody like just grinding it out every Mm -hmm. day in the office, not making any progress. Yeah. I think it's also interesting too, because like, I mean, in the beginning I was working all the time and I was here seven days a week, you know, from beginning, you know, opening the door to, you know, locking it up. And you know, I think that was kind of the expectation of clients. So when I did kind of back off, like it was a little irritating from my perspective, not like the clients like were, um, I'm sure they had no idea that like how it affected me, but it was like, they'd be like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, well, because I don't want to be here. Like That lifestyle was not sustainable. So like, yeah, you're probably not going to see me every single time you come into class again. But, like, you know, it was really, like, bothersome because then I was like, well, oh, my gosh, like, what do they think? Do they think that, like, I'm slacking off? Like, do they think that, like, you know, this place is, like, you know, going to, like, you know, not be run as well or, like, that they won't be able to, like, ask me questions or, you know, and it's just, like, uh, that was, like, really stressful. But, like, you just kind of have to get over it, I guess. And I think, like, one of the things that's kind of interesting is, you know, like, you can follow us on social media, and then you can see, like, what we're doing outside of the studio, or, you know, check my stories and see, like, what, you know, I'm doing, but, um, 
yeah so I mean there's definitely ways that you can like keep track of like where we are and like all the things that we're doing and you know I try to even chronicle like when I'm working at home and doing fun things so but yeah it is a little you kind of have to be prepared for that like when you start to step back like if that's like where you are in your business life cycle yeah yeah makes sense um but anyways, all right, well, I guess, like, one of the things that the course kind of deals with is, you know, we talked about, like, if you're ever saying to yourself, like, I don't have enough time in the day, or there's never enough time to get what you need done, um, you know, it, we kind of start there, and as the title of the course indicates, it, you essentially track your time for five days, and there are, like, um, you know, little mini lessons that you do each day. So each one literally takes about 15 minutes. Like if, if you're spending more time on it, then you probably need to like pick up the pace. Like it's not like a super, um, supposed to, not supposed to take a lot of time or be super time intensive. But I mean, how do you know when you've reached a point where you need to prioritize your time? And hopefully it's not when you feel like, you're gonna like throw yourself off a cliff because like you just can't keep up. <laughs> Stop slightly before that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's when you and you still like I still have these days like where and you and you refocus mm-hmm. you remind yourself but like you have a project that you didn't finish that was like a priority and then and it wasn't you didn't get it you did not finish it because a more important a client walked in or an emergency happened it's just that you lost your time. And then at the end of the day, you're looking back and, oh, no, I got to move that again to tomorrow. And these projects just start to take longer and longer and longer. These are your focuses. And for some reason, they're not getting done. You're probably spending time, either wasting time or just spending time doing things that could be given to another member of your business to handle so that you can refocus on what you really need to get done um, in your business. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think another um, way to know when you need to sort of reprioritize or prioritize your time to begin with is maybe if you lo- feel like you're losing focus on what your end goal is, maybe you need to revamp the whole process and what you're doing each day with your time and maybe set some new goals, maybe smaller goals to help you get to that overall bigger goal so it doesn't seem as overwhelming in the beginning. I know that has always helped me to sort of box it up or um, break things down into chunks and then mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah. I mean, I guess just to get even more granular, I mean, I would say if you own your own business, you probably need to like reassess how you're spending your time. I mean, almost quarterly because you're probably, you know, picking up maybe some bad habits occasionally. I mean, I found myself kind of like creeping back into watching too much TV again and spending a little bit too much time on social media without any focus. So yeah, I mean, just evaluating that and, you know, thinking to yourself, okay, like, you know, how am I going to get my stuff done? Or like we kind of talked about in the beginning, um, you know, just setting that goal for yourself to have free time after a certain point in the day, and then if you don't get your stuff done, I mean, you can't you can't have like your fun time or your it's like, like when you're kidding. Yeah, I yeah. thought we got for a while we yeah. got to do what we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I try to get everything done by like four, maybe five, and then like after that, like I'm out, like um, yeah. not really checking email, not checking you know, doing anything on the computer unless it, like, I know something's coming up. But, um, 
Yeah, so I mean, I think those are all kind of, you know, good things to think about when you're reprioritizing your time. I mean, sure, if you're not, if you don't own your own business, maybe you can think about, you know, how you're spending your time a little less frequently, but... I was going to say, like, even, like, in our role, I know, like, as you, even your basic level employee, like, as they've been at the company or if they've been with you, their roles change. So they pick up new things, they drop things and give them to another employee, their roles change and their Mm -hmm. responsibilities change. And so I've definitely um, had to revamp kind of how I spend my time because in the beginning, you know, I was doing very basic level things every day and taking and then as your responsibilities grow you have to learn how okay what can I delegate what is really important that I I do and that changes so just keeping Mm -hmm. an eye on it I think that's a good point oh yeah I mean that's huge too I mean I guess that's like one of the things I've really tried to impart on y'all as managers is that I don't expect y'all to do everything like you need to be delegating to other people otherwise you'll never get it all done yeah that's Um, definitely true and hopefully that's <laughs> that message yeah. has been received. <laughs> but yeah, like talking about time management, I mean, why don't we talk about time management as an important, if not the most important part of business management? I mean, I really think if you can master your own time and like, you know, the skills required to manage your own time and those of, you know, your employees, like that's it. Like you found like the golden ticket. I, mean, I feel like I feel like we it's like trial and error. It's like yeah. you get out there yeah. and nobody has taught you that even in my first profession I oh, don't no. think anybody yeah. ever no. taught me yeah, yeah. how to manage my yeah. time. And so I know my first year out of college, first career, first not you know, not just job, but like first career profession. I wasted, I know like my first week, I wasted so much time because I had no idea what to do. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to do this because it's going to take time. I mean, I just didn't have any idea how to prioritize or manage time. And I think some kind of um, course or some kind of, um, you know, in your college, in your preparation for whatever Mm -hmm. profession you're going to be in, like literally I think any profession you're going to be in, that would be such a helpful Um, such a helpful thing to learn rather than getting out there. And I mean, it's not like most people, I think people figure it out, but there are so many things like just that we've learned, like through this course and through our own research that we've been able to implement that have made big changes and having those up front would be so helpful. Because, yeah, I mean, like, y'all didn't learn about, there's no time management course in business school, right? Or like in undergrad. No. I mean, I don't even think there's an hour long seminar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be the first thing you do when you go to college is, yeah. or high school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. goodness. Here's yeah. how you manage your time. Uh-huh. I think there, not to get off topic, but I think there are multiple <laughs> things in the world that nobody teaches you. Like, You're supposed to know. Yeah, like nutrition. Does anybody yeah. ever teach you? No, you just have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. You're a kid and you're like eating Oreos and then like you. All of a sudden you have to get kicked. Like, like make kale and beans. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are a couple things we jump over, but time management is definitely an important one. Agreed. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden you have to eat kale. Like I yeah. was just eating Oreos and popcorn. <laughs> and I was fine. Yeah. yeah, life is good. I don't get it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, 
I mean, how can you figure out what work to delegate versus what work to keep to yourself? I mean, I think this is a question that really we could probably talk about for a day. Um, I think, you know, because nobody really is ever taught time management. And then when you say the word delegate, they're like, well, how do I delegate? What should I delegate? Like, you know, and then it's like you get paralyzed because you don't know even where to start or like how to figure it out. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm -hmm. um, so the course, Five Days to Time Freedom, if you take the time to really track your um, how you're spending your time for a week or, or whatever you need, however long it takes you to kind of see what tasks are taking up the majority of your time, and then really don't just breeze past the part where you kind of sort them into what you're going to do with them going forward. So do you delete them? Do you delegate them? Or do you double down on them? And I think like take more time there than you do on anything else and take a step back, whether you're, if you're the business owner, is it something that is creating the vision for your studio? Is it something that, you know, maybe you don't have anybody that can do like that is, then you know that that's my task and the other things that I'm spending my time on that maybe I have a, somebody on my staff that would be very well qualified to do that, delegate it to them. And I think you kind of have to have done the task yourself. I just think that's helpful. If you've done the task yourself or the responsibility that you're giving to somebody else, you know if it's something that can be done by somebody else or if it's something that is really like a part of your role. Um, so be really honest with yourself when figuring that out. Yeah, for sure. And I guess prioritizing the importance of the task is like the main thing. And you can't figure that out until you've done it yourself. Like Emily said, I think that's a great point because you need to be able to uh, specifically tell the person you want to do it how to go about it in the right way or you'll end up having to spend more time that is um, you don't want to waste obviously on reteaching them how to do the task you meant to give them and not have to worry about anymore mm -hmm. um, so I think it's looking at after you do about a week or so of the time management um, the day one tasks it's a really good way to analyze areas that you can delegate and that maybe aren't as important um they're important but just you know when you level everything out what's going to be the best that someone else can do that you don't have to worry about as much yeah totally and i guess like just to kind of fill everybody in who hasn't taken the course or isn't exactly sure what we're talking about like the first day it's obviously if i the course takes five days and the first day you start kind of like tracking your time and there are um, some worksheets that I have created that you, you know, do that on. And then there are just different columns. So you track your time and then you kind of, you know, classify each thing that you do throughout the day in these different columns. And that kind of helps you prioritize um, you know, your jobs, like an owner job versus an employee job, and then things that you should stop doing, that you should delegate, or that you should increase and kind of double down on. And, you know, if you are at the point in your business where you either need to outsource some work, maybe you need to hire a professional, like an accountant, 
or some kind of bookkeeper or, you know, some kind of other professional role, like whether even it's like professional window cleaning, whatever it is. And then, um, you know, you or you're thinking like, yeah, I've got enough things for an employee, but you're not quite sure like what the job description would be. Like completing this five day course will give you the answers to all of those questions. Like you'll know exactly what an employee's, you know, day-to-day, you know, jobs would be based on like what you are not doing and delegating and that kind of thing. And then that's where you find that extra time is, you know, you are offloading those activities onto other people and, you know, being smarter or you're maybe you're hiring a virtual assistant. I mean, there's a lot of different roads that you can go. Um, you know, of course, you know, at the end when I did this with my business coach, you know, it like led me to realize that I needed to hire like three more people. And so then we went about and did that. But I mean, maybe your business is a little bit smaller. And so you just decide like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, hire a cleaning crew. And like, that is fine. And that takes away like, you know, two to three hours a week. And then you can use those two, three hours for something else. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, like, what it's about is just trying to figure out, you know, what is important for you to do versus what you, you know, anyone that you hire or outsource can do for you. Um, Super important when you're trying to figure out your, like, owner responsibilities. and, And, of course, like, you know, there are things that, like, I probably shouldn't be doing, but I just like doing them. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and that's okay. And like I think that's like one of the lessons I learned was um, you know, it's okay to teach class still. Like right. yeah, yeah, like I mean, I don't need to be teaching every class or even every single day, but I do enjoy teaching and you know, if I teach a couple classes a week, that's totally fine because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. But um so, you know, don't let anyone tell you, like, oh, you should not be doing this. Like, if you like doing it, then, you know, do it. But maybe do it less or, yeah. you know, do it within reason. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you like, you know, doing all the social media for your business, that's awesome. But, you know, make sure that you set, like, a time limit for it so it's not, like, the black hole of, like, <laughs> craziness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but then, like, another kind of important part of the course, and we've talked about kind of, like, mindset and just, you know, having, like, the right mindset for, you know, working and, and kind of, like, staying um, in business and growing the business and that kind of thing. But, like, what's the best way to shift your mindset from, you know, I have to do everything to I only do what is important for my title of owner or manager in the business? I mean, that's huge. Like, this is not something that's going to happen overnight. Sure. I think, um, and not an owner, obviously, but just being a part of this whole mm-hmm. process has made me realize you have to have people that you trust working for you. And I think it comes to, down to like who you hire. So it all starts there, like we have um, spoken about before. And I think knowing that it's okay to give up, you don't have to do it all, or mm-hmm. you're going to become burnt out, like we have talked yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so just knowing it's okay to not be doing everything and I think if you have the right people you trust them and they've proved that they want the best for your business and everything I think that's the best way to realize you can let some of those tasks go to them and it's all right because you're going to be better off and the whole business will thrive even more having more people help 
and you'll all be more successful. And I think, like, I mean, I can't even imagine it from, like, an owner's perspective, but even just being a manager, like, when you start to give those jobs away, you're like, okay, but you have to do it. Yes, yes. It's one of those things where you kind of have to step back and, like, trust your training, trust trust your team that you did it right, Mm -hmm. and they might not do it exactly the way you would have done it, but did it get done correctly? Is it, you know, to your satisfaction? And if you look at the bigger picture and notice that your business is going to function better if everybody is working on it and it's going to be a lot more effective than if you're just trying to do everything and know that your role is to delegate like that's your your role is to provide your staff with meaningful tasks that make your business better and if you're doing it all why are you paying somebody yeah why is anyone else here yeah (laughs) Yeah. maybe you're the only one there but like just think about um you know what you're what you're spending your time doing is really important and so it's important for your employees too so if your mindset is i do what's important for my job and my employees all do what's important for their job everybody is going to work a lot better together yeah and I guess I do want to share something that my business coach like has told me multiple times is that saving like if you find yourself thinking like oh this sounds awesome but I don't have enough money to pay somebody to do everything or I don't have enough money to hire somebody I mean just think about this saving a wage costs me a fortune so if you you know are doing all kinds of $10 an hour tasks because you are afraid to hire somebody and pay them you know between 10 and $20 an hour to perform them for you even if it's only you know three or four hours a week like if you value your time at you know several hundred dollars an hour which I do I feel like I think at one point I calculated out the cost of my time is about $450 an hour based on like what I can do Um, like then obviously you know you're not doing you know the higher level things that you need to be doing to bring more business in to bring more clients in to you know network to go out and develop relationships with other you know businesses or other people in your community that kind of thing like those things are really important and you can't just send your you know front desk associate out to do that like you have to be the face of your business and kind of cultivate that kind of stuff so you know if you are you know in the process of thinking oh well I can't afford to hire someone I mean you need to do the math and figure out how much your time is worth and whether or not finding that extra you know even if it's one hour a week to do higher level things like strategic planning or you know networking that kind of thing like if that brings in more than that 10 to 20 dollar an hour wage that you're hiring somebody then that is a no-brainer like bring them on (laughs) like (laughs) spend that money because you know once you shift that mindset even if it's just like a tiny tiny you know sliver of like your week you will eventually find more and more time because you'll be like oh well that was great like I you know had this awesome result and you know I'm gonna I need to figure out how to get more time you know so yeah don't just say like oh I you know can't afford you know you cannot not afford to you know offload some of these 
tasks and, and that work. So, but I think like, can we talk a little bit more about like, how do you delegate work to employees without worry? I mean, I know from my perspective, I just tell y'all what we need to do and you do it. So uh, I don't, like I said, I've got, I've got full faith that it will get done. So um, I'm not too concerned about it, but like, how do you, like, what would you recommend to somebody who's never delegated before, who is really just on the start of their like management development? Like, what would you say to them? Training, training. Yes. <laughs> so I think Christina hit on the on a good, really good point that you need to have people in place that you trust. So like Carolyn's um, course on hiring the perfect team, like that is really important in your your hiring process. Revisit that. But you have the right people. Let's just assume you have the right people in place. You would never want to give somebody a task and um, say, okay, great, good luck. Like, I mean, in some situations that might be fine, but for you to be, especially in the beginning, if you're worried about it getting done or you're worried about it being done correctly, give them the training so that you don't have to worry about it. Literally, if that means a picture book or if that means walking step by step, step, by step with them five times before they're confident checklists are amazing like all these things that you can hand to them and every employee is different everybody learns differently you'll figure out for your business what's best but if you know confidently know that you have set them up to perform that task you've trained them you've given them resources if they forget you've given them a manual they can go back and check you're going to feel so much better when you're at home relaxing, having your work done, not thinking, spending your time thinking, oh, I wonder if she did that right. Like, I just don't know if I explained it well. You'll have full confidence that they're mm-hmm. gonna be ready. So really, in the beginning, it's gonna be a little bit more time for you. Um, I've literally sat down at a, doing something and typed it out as I'm doing it. Okay, I just did this, mm-hmm. timing. I mean, that takes time and it's not super fun, but once you've, you have that in place, you've done that one time, your employees can pull from there and I let them tweak it if things change and they found a better way to do it and then they can kind of take ownership of it but you at least have some structure and some bones and they can successfully get things done without having you right there the whole time. Yeah and I can sort of speak for the other side of it because I when I came into the role as another manager Emily was telling me what she wanted me to work on and focus on and it helped having the step-by-step and I was able to I still had questions and learned along the way but for the most part I could do it without her without having well still bothered her but (laughs) without having to as much as I would have if she just said here have fun Um, and that also helped me as an employee know how to delegate my time to other people and know exactly what I should do so you sort of learn from your leader and mm-hmm. you know exactly what they did worked for you so it will most likely work for this other person when it is written out step by step and there's no mistakes happen but there's less room for error and you've uh, managed your time well doing that yeah. yeah I mean I think like the fancy like business school word for what y'all are talking about is like you are systematizing the business yeah. and you know, yeah, if you don't have, a, like, systems in place, then you, yeah, you will be doing everything for forever. So the whole point is to, you know, kind of talk about, like, what Emily and Christina were saying is if you have a task, and in most cases, a lot of the work that you do on a day-to-day basis is, like, repeatable and predictable. So if you can create 
a you know checklist or some kind of like written documentation of how you complete all of that work then yes it will be extremely easy for you to teach somebody else how to do it and they'll know exactly what the expectation is they'll know how to do it like and all the steps and yeah sure they might have a couple of questions like when they start but eventually they'll figure it out and get used to it and get efficient at it and I mean really there is nothing too small or too like ridiculous to try to systematize I mean our employee manual starts out with how to turn on the computer um, because I can't tell you how many times I have actually gotten a call about how to turn on the computer. So, you know, it, and like I said, if you've got people that are, you know, part-time employees or, you know, you've got like 17 people that are not necessarily turning on the computer every day and then one day it's turned off and they come in and they don't know how to do it, they all they do is open up the manual and like look to see what the directions are and then that's one phone call that you don't get at 530 in the morning on your only day off so yeah <laughs> I even like uh that's a nightmare but I even <laughs> oh gosh, nobody's ever called me maybe it's because it's in the main it's always in the manual. <laughs> I guess maybe I train them how to turn the computer on so you're welcome <laughs> no, big things yeah. big things but I even like I even sometimes um, things that I haven't delegated yet I will even write systems for yeah so that if I like mm-hmm. I don't know you know something crazy happens well, yeah, like, or, if you, yeah. Well, you have yeah. to think like if you go out of town like if y'all to are town, gonna be on vacation like you're not gonna be yeah. here all the time yeah. yeah so like even if I'm not necessarily actively having somebody else do that if we start a new process or we have a new system, I like, and sometimes it's just like an outline. It might not be perfect, but at the very least, you have it right there. So even if it's just Christina, I can say like, hey, Christina, I, even if I don't have time that, maybe I just am busy that week. Hey, can you um, take care of this? Like, here's the info on how to do it. And, and then you're not spending, you know, all this time when you're too busy anyway, trying to, at that point, you're going to think to yourself, it's much easier for me to do it Mm -hmm. because it's going to be way too hard for me to explain and teach somebody else how to do it. But if you've taken some of that time and front loaded some of those processes, um, you can really give them to people really simply and easily and allow them to do some of that work if it ever becomes something that you want to delegate to somebody else. Yeah. And I will say one little point, um, when you do delegate tasks, make sure, I mean, I think Emily mentioned it a minute ago, make sure you let, and you're okay with the employee you're delegating to sort of tweak it and make it their yeah. own. As long as yeah. they're doing, you know, the bones of it, it gives you, or it gives them ownership, and then they're more capable more likely to feel um, fulfilled about it. And yeah, really they valued. And, yeah. yeah, valued, yeah. Well, and they might even have a better idea than you. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When Christina came on, she revamped the whole process of one of the things that we did. And in the beginning, she was like, is it okay if I do this? And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, you I mean, you want your employees to feel empowered and they might have a better idea. Or they're just looking at it a different way. In a way, you haven't, I've been doing it yeah. this way for six months. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. So you allow them to kind of ad-lib and build. Um, but you have the structure set so that it can be taken care of. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, y'all do things differently than I do. And, yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh. like, (laughs) But, you know, it's fine. Like, that's part of, like, being, you know, the owner is just just being like, okay, well, it's not how I would have done it, but it's getting done and it appears to be working. And if it's not, then we can reevaluate. 
but yeah, I mean, you just kind of have to give up a little bit of that control, which can be a little scary, but you know, after you do it for a while, you just get better at it. There's more practice, there's more trust. And then all of a sudden it's like not a big deal anymore. Um, but it, that is definitely a learning process, sure. and yeah, and you can relapse a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, we talked so much about the topic of time freedom and the course Five Days to Time Freedom that we have actually divided this episode into two parts. So this was part one, and we would love for you to join us next week for part two as we talk more about how to delegate effectively and how to manage your time. Also, how to create your ideal day and your ideal schedule using the course Five Days to Time Freedom. So I hope everyone will check out that course and the link is in the show notes as well as on the blog and the website she's on her toes.com and then be sure to check out my instagram and instagram stories this week i'll have more information about the course and about my tips and tricks for time management Uh, on that platform. So I really hope that you got a lot out of this. Again, if you uh, liked the episode today and are enjoying what we're talking about each week, please leave a review. It really helps us out. We love to hear from you and hear what you have to say, what you're enjoying, and what you uh, would like to hear more of. So thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Song light swimming, flying in space.
floating like grace alone and together one and yet still an instant an impulse individual tone beat sound sing itself singing self singing self singing self singing itself singing singing it's okay to pray to be deep to be light to just breathe it's okay to be exactly as you are yourself Ha 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 